happy birthday to everyone out there on the World Wide Website. This is the Gaming Cast. We are Hack the Dino and we bring you the past, present and future of video games news, reviews and previews and other views like seaside views where you can ha uh, sing a nice shanty. Uh, alongside me is one of my co-hosts, Floppy, uh, the enabler, who has this shanty for us, Floppy. Oh, oh, no, I haven't got one. No? No, I really tried hard, but... I hear that about you. Once again, you didn't tell me what I was going to be doing. I know, it's it's almost like I'm wily. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we've also got someone else here. Um, now, Anto couldn't make it this evening, uh, unfortunately. Well, you know, he died. But, but no, no, no. Uh, no, so we uh, <laughs> we got the next best thing. Yes. We got Anto's clone... Yes. And two. And two. So, and two. Hello, welcome to uh, the gaming cast brought by Hack the Dino. Welcome to the team. In South Australia, I was born. Heave away, haul away. There you go. You wanted a shanty. Done. Hey, well, there's more than two lines. I was getting excited there. Yeah, I'm not going to do the whole thing. I used to know it, but I don't now. Hi, everyone. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, what, what's it like being a clone, and two? Uh, it's weird. I have all the memories, personality, and uh, bodily flaws as my original. So it's about the same, I guess. So is it nature versus nurture? Yeah, very much. Very much. So how <laughs> very much you been so. It's like been a week since you uh, came out of the tube. Yeah, it's only been uh, technically six days and twenty-two hours, forty-eight minutes, and twelve seconds. Well, when it's good to see he's got Anto's annual retentiveness for uh, facts and numbers. <laughs> yeah, wait till you start really talking music. Enjoy that. And if they seeing as though they haven't perfected the cloning process, at what point during the show do you think you might uh, melt just melt into a puddle of goo? Jeez. It'll be somewhere around the halfway point, or just after the three quarter mark. Good, good, good. Look forward. Look at when you see Anto's uh, face start to melt. Be sure to hit the like button and, and subscribe. subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? Oh, but Fabi, what have you been up to lately? What's, what's going on? What's happening? What's what's all the things you've been? I've been on holidays, mate. Oh, really? Yeah, I took some time off work and time spent off. Some... What's that? Well, you know, it's when you don't go to work, what? but someone else does the work for you. Oh, um, I think I remember that. Uh, no, sure. you don't. No, <laughs> but yeah, I did that and did some cool stuff with my kids. Sweet, like my, with my young ones, um, like building cloning vats for co-host backups. <laughs> no, no, we went to a museum. All oh, right, which one? Maritime Museum. Oh, did that? Played some games. That's where you sung all those shanties, like this sea one. Sea shanties. Yeah. Heave uh, all away and stuff. Yarg. Yarp. Anyway, gr, 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 uh, we've got some really cool things we're going to talk about uh, this show. Actually, the topic for this uh, particular show, we got out of, uh, it was a Discord uh, discussion, I think. I thought, oh, this would be a good topic was for the show. Yeah, um, the state of retro games Must in one. Australia at the moment, and uh, just the things that are causing collectors such as us, mm -hmm. like, problems we're going to talk about that and uh be prepared chat uh, on twitch.tv backslash hack the dino if you if you have some um retro gaming which a lot of you do uh qualms uh some some pointy hot spicy topics that you you put in the dip of of sauciness uh that you want to uh regurgitate to us those words made sense somehow uh, be sure uh, to, to get them at the ready and fire at Will uh, and also us. I don't know who Will is. Uh, floppy. Speaking of retro. Yeah, thank you. A uh, couple of people in the chat there have noted that I'm wearing a denim jacket and in the, in the, in the theme of retroness, yes, I'm double deming. Yes, I was just checking yeah, that. Double deniming. Double de yeah. Very few people can pull off double denim. 
There's Trillic. There's about four of us. I can honestly say Floppy can pull off double denim. I'm very impressed. I'm currently right now doing uh, blue and black denim, but I can pull off a double blue bit denim. I think, um, all right, so this is a treat. Sorry, podcast listeners, you're not going to be able to see this. Floppy, give us a 12. Up you get. Give us a 12. Look at this. Ba-dum, bum, ba-da-dum, bum. Over, but that is black denim. Ba-dum, denim bum. Ba-da-dum, I'm not afraid to say I own a denim shirt. Wow! Easy there, Turbo. Now, I do not do the three-layer denim. No Canadian tuxedos here. You need a uh, denim tie. Uh, (laughs) A denim tie? I I have been known to rock a pair of chinos in a denim shirt. Chino? What are chinos? I think they're just slacks, but they call them chinos now. Right, why? But not slack slacks, like genie slacks. Why can't they call them slacks? I don't know, because slacks are like business ones. Right. And chinos are like jeans, but they're not jeans. Video games! Not sure. Anyway, <laughs> Anto, what have you been playing lately? Uh, I have been playing, thanks to uh, connections that we have, because we are Hack for Dino, um, I've been playing Multiverses. Again. Uh, which is, you know, a good time. But you um, had, uh, this was a different than last time, you got a Founders Pack, I believe? Yeah, we did. We got offered the Founders Pack, which gave you effectively access to the first paid season pass. Oh, cool. um, so I got a bunch of currency and 30 character unlock tokens so I can unlock and play as whoever I want. Um, just realized I wasn't on screen. Haha. <laughs> um, I've been playing mainly as Tom and Jerry because right, they're hilarious. I, I jumped into your, uh, your, your stream the other day as well. Uh, you were rocking uh, Shaggy, but he was like a gentleman. Yes, I was... I've been switching between Shaggy and his Uncle Shagsworth skin, which is his, like, you know, hoity-toity, I'm a rich person outfit. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just funny, because he can go Super Saiyan to coincide with no, the whole Ultra, Ultra Instinct, Instinct Shaggy meme. Yes. Yep. Um, but also Tom and Jerry, because it the way they're designed, it's almost like in-universe, like they know they're in a game, but they don't care. And they're just chasing each other. Their entire moveset is based around them attacking each other and everyone else just getting caught in the crossfire. It's hilarious. So it's an episode of Big Brother. Kind of, they yeah. They know it's they're weird. famous. They just don't care. But it's good fun. Um, apart from that, I've also done a little bit of playing uh, of another game we got a code for, which was the Switch release of Right. Yeah, um, before we get into Right, just one more question about ooh, multiverses. Yeah. Um, h- how have you found it? Like, I'm reading a lot of really positive reviews. Like, people just saying it's a lot of fun. Um, of course, LeBron James and Rick and Morty have been announced for it as <laughs> yes, well. Yes, they have. Really? Yeah. And, and uh, LeBron James, you can have him in... Like, there's one where he's dressed as Robin from Batman and Robin. Uh, there's one where he's in his Space Jam suit. Uh, like, Taz and Bugs Bunny, I think, uh, also have their Space Jam suits coming. A leak was found. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, is this like it's feeling a lot like uh, well Fortnite uh, to to start off with? That's pretty much how I I look at it myself. Um, I'm a big Smash Bros fan. Uh, we've talked about it on the show before. Like I've put literal thousands of hours into Smash Bros. Um, this feels like a more chaotic version of that, mixed with Fortnite because of the skins and characters and possibility for crossover that that there is in mm. this. Uh, I guess universe is the best way to put it. Multiverse. They're, Ryu and Ken are going. Well, Ryu and Chun Li are going to be in this game in a matter of months. I guarantee it. 
Capcom is just giving those characters to anyone who wants them. I would not be surprised if that happens around the launch of Street Fighter VI. Yep. Totally. But yeah, it's it's very much the same game as it was in the closed early access beta. Um, Any improvements? I, I haven't noticed anything myself, but I also haven't put the time into labbing it like some people have. Did you say there were already people doing zero to death, immediate, you touch the other character and they're dead combos on Twitter already. So Oh, really? It's got broken combo chains? It's broken. Oh, wow. Some characters, LeBron James specifically, is right up there in terms of broken OP-ness. Uh, alongside Taz, <laughs> he just got nerfed. Sorry, what? Broken OP-ness. <laughs> Did I miss what this game is about? It's about... <laughs> It's about O-penis. O-penis, yes. O-penis! We're not talking about the phallus, oh, we're talking about I legitimately brokenness. thought you meant a broken <laughs> phallic no, device. No, what are you two doing? No, no, that was... He was working that. Me? I was just too dumb. <laughs> I was working the O-penis. Overpowered. Wow. Not O-penis. O-penis. <laughs> O-P... Ness, overpoweredness, not oh penis, oh penis. It's the surprise. Wow, we probably spent way too long on that now. We very much did. So this legitimately, this this (laughs) legit. I bet you don't. At least (laughs) (laughs) this is legitimately uh, like Smash. Like it's just just a replacement for Smash Brothers, isn't it? Do you think it's going to hit anywhere near the heights over time? Uh, When you say hit the heights, do we are we talking like just general level of interest? The Lin-Manuel Miranda song. From um, In the Heights, the musical. Do you what? think Lin-Manuel Miranda do will you, be in this? Do you think it'll uh, get played as universally, like everywhere, tournaments and stuff, like Smash was? I think so. It um, it's already got... Uh, what's the word? Um, it's already got a an Evo spot at the, the biggest oh, fighting game tournament in the world. Oh, really? Okay. Yep. And Different. it's you know it's only just come out. Is that because Nintendo pulled out because Sony owns it now and and Nintendo's like no I don't like Sony. I just no I think smash. the guys who are marketing it are just really smart and savvy people. They're they're doing everything they can to build the hype and make this successful. I I think they're definitely on a very good trajectory. Mm. Much so more much more so I should say. If I want to speak correctly, and English, I, I think then, uh, what was the Nickelodeon one? All Star, All Star Brawl, uh, yeah. Nickelodeon All Star Brawl or something. Yeah, yeah. you know what else is well marketed and worth the money? Orbit Key. No, uh, I'm floppy. not doing that. I'm no. not doing that. <laughs> All right, um, yeah, so penis. Y- you think this is going to uh, continue along the uh, good times? Yeah, I think so. Um, words, mate. Just in terms of like concurrent player base. Uh, a few days ago on Steam, so just on PC alone, it had 150,000 active players. It overtook. Wow. It was number one for that is a the, couple of days. That is the biggest number of active players on a fighting game in history. I just really, really? like the character models. Ever? Ever. Yeah. And that's not even taking into account console players and the fact that it's not on Switch. And it's also free to play. So they go on the Fortnite model, making yeah. the base game free to play. And so this is going to get real big, isn't it? It's going to get so. huge. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Anyway, let's talk about another game that's going to be huge. Anto, what else did you play that I also played? Ah, we're going back to me, are we? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I haven't played anything, man. Uh, well, I mean, I've already spent a lot of time talking about multiverses. Do you want to talk about right, or do you want me to tell you oh, about no, my well, streaming you streamed experience? It, so you, you talk about the, the stream, and then I'll chip in. Because we have already covered right before, uh, when Dan and Brayden were here. 
Uh, I uh, oh, that's full right. disclosure. Um, the dev of Right, Dan Freer of Pong Games, is a friend of mine. Um, so I actually got to play it before it was even released. I got to play test it for bugs and everything. Yeah. Uh, it was really really fun. Uh, it came out on Steam, I think, a couple of years ago. And it's just been announced to be coming out on Switch. And we were lucky enough uh, through one of the PR companies to get a code, which I gave to Anto. Uh, and then <laughs> Dan sent me a message on Twitter and went, hey, man, do you want a code? And I went, yep, yep, I do. <laughs> so, Anto, what did you think of it for a first-time player? Um, I had a good time with it. It's, it's Precision very... platform, what is it first? I mean, as far as I sort of understood with it, because I, I went in, you know, with as little knowledge as possible to sort of just experience it as is. Um, it's a very fast-paced action platformer. Um, there's no combat, which is good. Um, it's very much like Super Meat Boy or mm -hmm. something, you know, from the Xbox Live Arcade days. That it's a precision platformer. Yeah, precision platformer. That's the best way to put it. Um, so the whole object is, uh, yeah. objective is you're collecting coins. So there is a uh, you, you enter through a door. Uh, in order to progress through the next level, you have to jump around doing uh, really good wall jumps and whatnot in order to uh, get the key, which opens up the door to the next level. Now, you can choose coins if you so wish, um, but uh, there is a surprise for collecting all the coins. And obviously, there's uh, environmental uh, hazards that you have to dodge and work out around. Kind of like Celeste as well. Mm. Um, that, that type of game. Uh, it's an 8-bit or 16-bit looking type game. Uh, the Death Respawns, much like Celeste, is almost instantaneous as well, which is great. Keeps you in the game. Um, you He's added a speed run, uh, well, a counter for how long it takes you to complete the level. Uh, I don't know if there's a leaderboard or anything, but this game was developed, uh, well, for people who like precision-based platformers, but also those who like to speed run games. Um, should I spoil what happens when you get all the coins? Um, no. You know what? Because I, I think I'd like to play this. Phil, first of all, you two have played it. Yep. You know what I'm kind of like with games and stuff. Would I like this? I think the first couple of levels you'll love because mm -hmm. it's really relaxed and, and just fun. The music's gorgeous. What do you think of the music, Anton? Really enjoyed it. Well, you know um, I'm never even going to remember that there was music. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the, I think the music's won awards. That's how good it is. And I, okay. I'm not sure if it's a local guy as well. Well, but you it's know, someone if, who Dan's worked with. if we get another code... I'll, I'll see... <laughs> no, I, I'll buy it. This looks great. I, well, I'm going to buy it regardless. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to give it. devs money. Um, especially Dan, because he's a, uh, I used to make coffee with him a lot. Uh, and now he... Uh, so he runs Pond Games. He's got another game in the works, but he's also doing asset um, art. Because he did all the art here. All the sprites, everything. Mm. He did all the programming. Um, I really think that uh, it's found a good home on the Switch, especially with the Pro Controller. Uh, playing with the Pro Controller, the reaction was instantaneous. Like there was little to no lag, which is sometimes you do get that, especially on precision, precision, uh, precision platformers. Thank you. <laughs> uh, yeah, especially with them, uh, you do get a little bit of lag, especially with the wireless ones. But he's programmed this in such a way you can jump perfectly. And for me, the wall jumping is second to none uh, to like Mario sixty four. I I wanted to touch on the wall jump specifically because. It's probably the most satisfying wall jump I've ever used in a video game. One of Dan's favorite games is Mario 64, and that was the basis of this whole game. Yeah, I Whoa. I got very Mega Man X meets, or Mega Man Zero even, meets Mario 64 in terms of how the wall jump feels. Mm. Um, 
my my biggest praise is that this just to me felt like a a snappier version of Super Meat Boy, and I absolutely loved Super Meat Boy. Is this your stream footage? No, because uh, my stream footage is still on my. P- oh, I mean, it's on the PC that we're using, but uh, I just haven't done anything with it yet. I was like, man, this guy is really good. <laughs> <laughs> well, these are the first levels. It's sort of like the tutorial land. I can um, see eleventy-seven ways of me dying right there. Yep. <laughs> so, all right. So I, I just want to touch on this. All right, it's a little bit of a spoiler. So if you you don't want a, a spoiler for right, um, block your ears. But all right, so. Both my co-hosts have their ears blocked, so I'll, I'll whisper it quietly, everyone. The so, downside is I can still hear you through my headphones. <laughs> <laughs> I can still hear you because you're sitting it's not next much, to me. It's not much of a spoiler. It's just something I'm really impressed with. In order to, when you get all the coins, it opens up a hidden world. Ooh. Uh, and that hidden world, it's pixel perfect jumping. You have to jump on the exact pixel of something in order to do the level. I feel like I'm not even going to get there. So. I won't get there. I, I saw Dan do it because obviously he could enter debug mode and go to any level he wanted. And he showed me and he goes, yeah, the only way you can make this jump is if you land on this pixel, which is on the very edge of a platform. And he goes, yeah, it's just like that. It's just for the speed runs. See, I found that there were already parts like that in some of the later levels that I got to because I got to, I think it was level 76 yesterday before I stopped. Wow. How many um, levels are there? I think it's it's like 30 per world or, th- or something. Yeah, something like that, yeah. Um, there are some jumps, if you want to get all the coins, where you absolutely have to nail the jump. There's no wiggle room. Yep. Um, I, I, I had the best time with it. It was just a really satisfying two hours. <laughs> so you can now go to the Switch eShop and put it on your wish list. Uh, and that actually helps uh, Pond Games and Dan Freer out a lot. So even if you, you don't know if you will get it, uh, I highly encourage everyone going to uh, the eShop on Nintendo. Look for Rite, R-I-T-E, and putting it on the wish list. When it comes out, pick it up. It'll only be a few bucks. You'll be helping out an indie dev who put a lot of effort and time into it, and it really is a great game. So I highly recommend everyone get it as well. Um, now, just before we go on to the game that Floppy's been playing, I have been playing some retro games. Ooh. Who would have thought I actually sat down in my games room... And played games. And played games. I wow. Have, I wouldn't have guessed it. I wouldn't have put money on it. No. Uh, so I was very lucky to catch up with someone who I was buying uh, a Buster Move for the Game Boy off of. Buster Move 2 was $15. <laughs> it, it's a $100 game in the box, but I didn't tell him that. Because I'm an asshole. Uh, but uh, we'll talk about that later in the session. <laughs> then, uh, yeah, we, yeah, we will. Uh, then I was uh, just said to him, "Have you got any other games or whatnot?" He goes, "Oh, I've got these Super Nintendo games," and he bought them out. And there was like International Cricket, uh, Vortex, Bubsy, Mario All Stars, and Ultimate Mortal Kombat Three. Um, Ultimate Mortal Kombat Three, I don't have. They're all just the carts. So I said, "Oh, how much do you want for them?" And he just said, "Oh, ten bucks each." So I went, "Yep." I'll grab them. Uh, So some of them will be resold. So hopefully I can make that $50 back pretty easily. Uh, But firstly, they were the dirtiest cartridges I've ever picked up. I swear (laughs) he'd been kept them in a ditch for like, or like they were filthy. Uh, I managed to get them all working bar international cricket because I think there's a little bit of a scrape on one of the pins, so I have to take that apart and see if Damn, I can Damn, that's the one it. you really wanted to play too, isn't it? Well, it's the one that I've already got a box copy of. I got from Cash Converters for like 12 bucks, <laughs> so uh, it, it doesn't really bother me. Um, but yeah, I sat down and played Ultimate Mortal Kombat, and I forgot that Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3 isn't a bastard of a game like Mortal Kombat <laughs> 2 is, and it's actually enjoyable PG. to play. 
Yeah, well, that's PG. Kids know what bastards are. Half of them are. Um, <laughs> oh! <laughs> <laughs> Um, mm. So we've been cancelled. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that was a lot of fun uh, playing Super Nintendo games on my Super Nintendo. I've decided I want to try and get a CRT TV for my room. Uh, I had the same decision the other day, purely for PS1 stuff. Yeah, I, and it was I, after playing. Um, I think it's Air Guys on PS1 with Floppy on his like 80 inch TV. <laughs> yep. It's 65. Don't get crazy. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I think I'm going to try and rearrange the game room somewhat. and um, I have a CRT, CRT in the cupboard. Oh, do you? Mm. Mm. Don't get rid of it. I won't. I'll hold on to it. Uh, but Floppy, what have you been playing? Well, would you like me to talk about what I was supposed to be playing in oh, the last two weeks? I played a little bit. I played a little bit. Uh, well, I was going to be talking about Stray. Stray. So Stray popped up on a uh, PlayStation Plus tier that I am. Uh, so downloaded that and I will let you know I had all the plans in the world to put hours into this on my holidays mm-hmm. and was too knackered from spending all the days with my child children that I fell asleep on the couch every night yeah old man powers old activate. man powers uh, but I did get to play the beginning of this and it is adorable it, it is adorable and weirdly satisfying I like I, I, I'm, I'm fine with cats I like cats are fine mm-hmm. um, I really enjoyed being a cat and doing cat things. Scratching a post, uh, smooching another cat, fighting. Yeah. It was unre- you can literally be a bastard cat and just knock everything over. Yeah. Um, the world is beautiful. Uh, and so far as what I've played is quite simplistic. It's, you know, I have a meow button. I can, meow button. I can, you can press a button to meow. Can you uh, alter the pitch of the meow? I don't think so. So you can't go meow, 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 meow. No, but I do believe that Ant and Coda have played quite a lot more of this than I have. Anto? Sorry, Anto. I haven't personally played the majority of it. Coda's finished it. Coda finished it in basically one sitting. It's If you play it at a solid pace, maybe five, maybe six hours long. Perfect game. Game of the year. Game of the year, everyone. There's a trophy to speedrun it in under two hours. Uh-huh. Um, but I, I as believe... far as uh, what I played of it is concerned, it's a really solid 3D adventure game. Uh, the meow button is fantastic. Uh, it I doesn't bu- adjust... You, you can't adjust the pitch manually, but it does change the more you press it. Meow, meow, and meow, apparently meow, there's meow, a trophy meow, I'm looking at uh, Cat Like Sparky in the chat. Uh, she smashed the meow button... Meow button on, blah. What have you done to me, man? I've smashed the meow button OPS. so quickly that she got the trophy in like no time. Yeah, it's. Uh, I think it's uh, the first 50 or 100 meows um, you get a trophy for, and Coda was just... For the podcast <laughs> listeners, and two is... Uh, Hammering an imaginary button. Smashing that Ooh. button, just like you should, You can smash the like button now, and, and sma- smash the share button, and... S- what buttons are, do we smash for, for social media people? Like and subscribe and follow and save and share. And give us a review and smash the review. <laughs> All of the buttons, except for that report one. Don't do that. No, Square Enix's button. No, it's got an exclusive uh, right to it. <laughs> yes. So I was, I was supposed to be playing that. And I played a little bit of it and it is awesome. And, and I am very much looking forward to playing more. It's on my wish list right underneath Kenner. <laughs> the other thing I did do was I finished my first playthrough of Shredder's Revenge. Ah, which was fantastic. This is one of the most, some of the 
most amount of fun I've had with just a nice, simple game in forever. I think we need to sit down and play uh, three-player yeah. couch co-op. Yeah, that'd something. be amazing. So you can play I'm down six people on this. Mm. Um, I was playing it one day. We uh, can play it over netcode, can't we? Like over the uh, internet? I'm not sure. Because if we can, maybe you it's... can, and I think it has cross-play, but I also have an Xbox and Game Pass. And I have an Xbox and Game Pass. And, and I you have, have an Xbox. Well, I have a Switch. Pay $11, get Game Pass. No, I have a Switch. Um, but yeah, so I played the heck out of it. It was actually really, really cool. I really enjoyed it. Um, I could play it with my kids at some point time, like when they felt like they wanted to play dad's oh, game. so good. I um, was telling you guys before, I caved and purchased the physical edition from Limited Run. Yeah, you did. Uh, so the special awesome. edition, it comes with, uh, in a, a VHS, VHS case, case. Uh, it comes with a Pizza Hut uh, coupon, which our last Pizza Hut in Australia closed down the other day. So <laughs> that's pointless. Like I'd use it anyway. And like stickers. Oh man. Um, and you know the story behind the Pizza Hut uh, coupon? No. So the original, uh, I think it was the Nintendo version of uh, the Ninja Turtles arcade port, came with a Pizza Hut uh, oh. coupon. Uh, either on the back of the box, which is, uh, you cut it out of the box and you got it, or it came within, I can't remember which one. But yeah, uh, freaking love this game. But yeah, I got to within, I think, so there's 16 levels, I got to level 13, mm-hmm. and I was starting to, well, I was like, man, this is getting a bit harder. Um, and Anto came over to uh, do some computer stuff on my computer, because I don't do computer stuff. And he ended up sitting there and we finished off the last three levels. Was, nice. And it took us like not long at all. Yeah. It the, took us like 20 minutes. The time we spent with it, uh, it was more than 20 minutes. It was maybe 40 to 50. All right. Maybe it was 40 to 50. Um, Felt like 20. But the time we spent playing it convinced me that I'm picking this up next week. I'm That's absolutely going to go and buy the physical edition. And I had it on Game Pass. I today bought it on Switch. Physical. And I had it on Switch, and I will also get it on Switch again when my $130 <laughs> physical edition comes. Oh, there you go. We've all got the Switch version as of next week. Sweet. Yep, let's do it. Let's, <laughs> let's stream this bad boy. Yeah, it was so good. It was a lot of fun. All right, so should we get into some news? News. All right, uh, new, news. News theme. Go, Floppy. It's time for this news. stuff. News. Uh, news. So, I'll say, can I just say I totally ripped off Kind of Funny Games because it was the first thing that came into my head then. That's all right. I'm sorry sure about, Greg Sorry Miller, about that. Uh, well, we know Greg Miller watches. So, sure. Um, you know, when he's not busy uh, planning his new WWE show <laughs> yeah. or any of the other <laughs> plethora of dreams he gets Hosting to Dice Awards. Good, good on him. Good on Greg Miller. Yeah, what a cool guy. Uh, I've got some bad news for you. Mm, I know. Knights of the Old Republic remake. Delayed indefinitely, indefinitely until at least about 2024, 2025, it's believed. So, really, where does that news come from? Uh, well, I've got it here. Uh, the delay reportedly from our run sheet, (laughs) (laughs) sorry, exclusive. Uh, the delay reportedly comes after a disappointing demo and studio firings. The two studio heads, designer director Brad Prince and art director Jason Minor, have both been fired from the company. Yeah, this doesn't sound like there was anything good going on. No, the game demo was not met favorably by Sony or Lucasfilm. So apparently uh, they showed it to all the hires up and the hires up went, what the F is this? (laughs) That's, wow, I'm quite surprised actually. Uh, So it was being made by Asper Media. Mm. Uh, Saber was collaborating with them and reports have said that Saber are pretty much going to be taking over control of it from here on in. What did they do? like, I have no idea, but yeah. they've said, yeah, it's going to be at least 2025 before we see this, if if it still continues. That's a shame, but, you know, I'd rather a, a, a late game than a yeah. broken one. 
I mean, I was holding out playing KOTOR because it came out on Switch uh, a couple of yeah. weeks ago. And I thought, no, I'll just wait for the remake and play nah, it on just PlayStation. play the original one now. I reckon I will. I've got it on original Xbox. Oh, really? Yeah. Good time? Yeah, it's a great time. It's a really cool story. Anto, have you ever played Darth KOTOR? Uh, I tried to play the first one on PC about five years ago. Mm-hmm. And I think the PC I was playing on just wasn't having a great time and didn't know what to do with it. So I didn't get very far. You mean a PC just for no reason at all stuffed up and wouldn't work for whatever reason. And you just felt like um, putting it on the ground, then jumping off the roof and laying a, uh, a Macho Man Randy Savage elbow on it. Yeah, well, see, this is how my original uh, passed away, trying to figure out how to get the Hack the Dino PC working, and that's why I'm here. <laughs> mm, mm, mm. This is why we now have the many clones of Hanto. Yeah, wait, till we get, wait till next fortnight or month when we have Ant 3. Uh, so I thought I would give us a quick update on other games that have been delayed, obviously mm-hmm. KOTOR. I think now we're actually feeling the ramifications. Ramifications, ramifications of little tongue exercise to get it untied there uh, of of the pandemic. It's one of my favourite pastimes. <laughs> uh, as such, a lot of games are being delayed, which is mm. fine. Uh, which is fine. I would yeah. much rather games be delayed. Like you I'd can't tell me anyone who's upset with games being delayed. You cannot tell me you do not have a giant pile of games you haven't finished yet. No. Like you cannot tell me that. So no, I got a don't get angry. Full of them. I, I've got a room. I, there are there are games I was definitely looking forward to playing this year that I am, of course, disappointed that I won't. But mm. not angry. No, no. So some of the games include Lord of the Rings: Gollum has been delayed I'm until pretty keen on that later in the year. But mm. I think they said December, and as it's, soon as someone says December, it's like yeah, oh. it's it's still sitting at twenty twenty two. But yeah, uh, Avatar: Frontiers of Pandora was delayed. Yeah, that sucks. That looks really cool. Uh, I think it was to be expected, though. Yeah, probably. But mainly because the films have been delayed. Well, the so films took times. 10 years to make. Like. Yeah. <laughs> uh, sea of Stars, a game that I am very excited for. Um, very much a, a Chrono Trigger-esque 16-bit era RPG. Uh, okay. uh, with the music done by the same composer who did Chrono Trigger. Who is Anto? Anto? Wait, what? What was the question? <laughs> uh, the composer of Chrono Trigger. Uh, I can't remember his name. Oh. What? Well, why is it's that never not the same as in? It's not the same composer as Final Fantasy. No, he did some work on Chrono Trigger, but he wasn't the main composer. Anyway, he's doing. Let me look uh, it up. Sea of Stars. Uh, it was actually a Kickstarter. Started as a Kickstarter, which I backed like two or three years ago, and I know Game Boy Dad as well uh, backed uh, Sea of Stars. Right back then as well. Whoops. Really, really, really excited for that game. But yeah, that's been delayed for another year. Kerbal Space Program 2 has been delayed. When they realise it's only Braden that's keen. <laughs> You've played Kerbal, haven't you? Nah. Really? Nah. Anto, have you played it? Uh, I've not played it, but I know enough about it to know that the sequel's probably going to be just as hilarious. It's just you, you create spaceships for a race of aliens that blow up most of the time it's just and, fun well it's a physics based yeah uh, so you've got to make a, a working spaceship don't you yeah, yeah. and it always just is not going to work uh, just to sate Ben's endless curiosity about the composer of Chrono Trigger uh, his name is Yasunori Mitsuda that's right Mitsuda yes. I knew that I added that. <laughs> you know when you know something but you, you don't know it until you hear it and go oh yeah and people go yeah good one like you know that yeah uh, Starfield Starfield was... Like, I'm still that was convinced never that's out. never coming out. <laughs> yeah, like, that was never going to come out. Uh, Redfall was also announced to delayed earlier in the year, which was your vampire sexy mm. time. 
Uh, the Vampire Hunters. Yeah, that looks pretty cool. Being all, all mystical. Saucy. And, uh, all sexual aroma. aroma? Yeah, okay. Forspoken. That was a, I wasn't expecting that one to get delayed again. That was, you had a few. Was that originally at the start of the year and then delayed? It was originally last year. And then really? it was June this year. Or no, February this year. Then June. Then October. And now I only learned today when I rocked up here that it was delayed again. Mm. Anto? Yeah, a little disappointed. Um, I personally think that the trailers for it look really cool. Yeah. Combat looks really satisfying. Movement looks really satisfying. It's like if they took Prototype from the 360 PS3 era and gave it a flashier fantasy setting with like more particle effects. It just looks fun. Yeah, um, it does. It looks really cool. It just means that I get to play it after Final Fantasy 16, so that's fine, I guess. What's the next one, though? What's the next one that we've been saying for ages was going to get delayed? Well, one person been saying it was going to get yeah, delayed for ages. <laughs> and another person went, la, 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 don't want to hear it, don't want to hear it, don't want to hear it, la, la, la. And it is Breath of the Wild 2. Yeah, it got delayed. Wait, when? Hey? When? You didn't hear that Breath of the Wild 2 got delayed till next year? I knew it was delayed till next year, like three months ago. Yeah, that's what I'm talking oh, about. Oh, okay. I I'm thought it had been delayed again since then. I was like, what? Oh, <laughs> we'll give it a week or two, mate, and it will. Yeah. <laughs> I still remember them going, oh, there'll be an update on Breath of the Wild 2. And then that black screen came up and I just went, oh, no. <laughs> no, 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 And no, no, the day yeah. starts coming. Anuma just letters. rocks up and he's like, yeah, sorry. No, my bad. Anuma standing there and he bowed very deeply and I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine, given Nintendo's track record, we'll probably hear more in like a direct around September, right? Uh, I don't think so. No? I think they will focus on, if anything, they've got coming out at the end of the year. Um. Like Pokemon, I think we're due for a Pokemon one. Yeah. Uh, what, delay? <laughs> no, not delay. Pokemon never gets delayed, eh? No, well, it's by Game Freak, and that's like all they do. So. And it's what, it's the same game, just regurgitated every exactly. time anyway. So. <laughs> Reskin, yeah, yeah. easy. Uh, yeah, so a lot of games being delayed. Speaking of Nintendo, Nintendo Online had an update. Ooh. Are you ready for this? I Are am ready, ready for this. this groundbreaking technology? Let me guess, it's voice chat. No, oh. don't be silly. Uh, they've got an app for that. Which <laughs> of course makes sense. Uh, you can now send friend requests using a friend code. Could you know not, that thing you did in the Wii in the DS? Could you not do that before? Uh, no, not through uh, not through your phone app. Uh, so you can accept a friend request, but it requires a Nintendo Switch console to do it. Uh, you are now able to copy your friend code as a URL and or and or save it as a QR code. Which others can then use to send you friend requests. Why? What was the what was wrong with just sending the friend thing like before? I don't know. Um, so this is Nintendo bring you innovations from uh, two thousand two. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing that they're still you know at least a decade behind in terms of network infrastructure and software and. I think it, it's. I've said this before, but it's safe to say I'm a little bit of a Nintendo fan, right? <laughs> um, Nintendo. Yeah, yeah. Just, just. Next a, thing just you'll be saying bit. you like karate. I don't love it. I mean, oh, I stuffed up that. Don't worry about it. Shut up, then. <laughs> he doesn't love it. He adores it. I, I, I love it. <laughs> Sorry. Townsies just said, "Oh, new Patreon tier. Ben gets his friend code tattooed on his head." <laughs> <laughs> yes, but it is. I get it in a straight line right down the middle, or like a, yep, an o penis. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was almost going to say it, and then I said, "Nope, I won't." <laughs> Uh, Mario Kart DLC Pack 2 is out now which cool. came out uh, earlier on they've got one new track and remakes of some of the other ones I haven't played Tier 1 yet any to of you guys? be fair 
The no. only track people care about in this new update is Waluigi Pinball. Really? What's that from? What, what? Uh, Mario Kart DS, the original. Oh, really? Yeah. I can't remember it. It's personally my favorite track. It's got the best music as well. See, I liked Wario Stadium on the 64 because you can cut off half the track right at the start. <laughs> Was that the one where you could jump off the... You just jump through the wall. No, so you needed to get the jump right. On the very first jump, if you get the boost yeah. and you jump and hit right at the exact same time, you clip through the wall and it cuts off half the track. I got Seems, It got to the um, point where I could do it and uh, do it flawlessly each and every time and just win. Seems like cheating. It is cheating. Oh, okay. Absolutely. Cool. My mum used to tell me off because my sisters used to complain that I was taking all the shortcuts. Uh, and my mum, uh, whose father was a racing car driver, <laughs> used to yell at me for cheating. <laughs> it's your, like I was your grandfather his... was a race car driver? He used to build and, and race cars. In, what sort of cars? Uh, like uh, Formula 4s. Uh, he, he knew Larry Perkins. Um, I had none of this. I knew none of this. Yeah, yeah he's quite Ladies well known. Ladies and gentlemen. That's why uh, my favourite... Like, so I used to play under number 34 uh, when I played basketball. Because... Hmm. Uh, I was number 4. Yeah, I was 34. Uh, uh, anyway... Enough about people giving a crap or about me. We can also now use your classic Nintendo controllers on Steam. We can. That was updated today as well. You can now sync up these bad boys. The Mega Drive one? Yep. Yep, which I don't have because who wants Seeker crap? Anto? I've got one. Have you? Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah, you can now sync these up and play games the correct way, which is pretty cool. <laughs> pretty, pretty cool. What else have we got in the news? Uh, well. Oh. Do you want to take this one? Pokemon Company building its own museum. Now, why actually had this not happened before? Well, no game company has a museum. Like they don't have that anything. doesn't mean yeah, but why? This I don't is know. Pokemon. Well, it's very well known that like uh, so places like the Video Game uh, History Foundation, yeah, by run by Frank Savoldi, are now going back and trying to get all these uh, all the data and, yeah. and preserving all these games. But even they don't have like a physical museum per se. They've no, got no, no. a warehouse. They're, they're where they a store warehouse stuff. and they're a storage thing. Um, but yeah, no game companies actually have museums dedicated to their history. Like Nintendo, uh, well, there was that rumor a couple of years back that they bought the building across from their headquarters mm. and they were going to turn that into a museum. Yeah. Because they still have new old stock down in their basements. Yeah, wow. But no one can go there and look at it. No. Uh, it, it's just mind-blowing. But Nintendo did uh, put out a, a job t- uh, looking for someone to start uh, curating uh, their history, basically, and putting it into a museum. We can see on the screen here, this is an exhibition in Japan. It's not the museum we're talking about, but I just wanted no. to have like Pokemon statues on my screen while I talked. That is pretty cool. Uh, so the Pokemon company is hiring an archivist to maintain a museum dedicated to Pokemon history, yeah. building a repository for materials related to the entire franchise. Does they mean like just game-wise or take into consideration the anime, the manga, You'd manga. think it'd be everything. Uh, like, are they going to have like one of every plushie ever made? Well, I don't know. All I know is like it's the biggest franchise on the planet. Yeah, 100%. Um, yeah, 100%. And... I'm just glad that a big company like that is taking the lead and going, no, like we've got infinite money. Let's actually preserve some of this stuff. Um, you know, otherwise we get a uh, Final Fantasy VIII happening again where they lose the source uh, code and, and that's it. It's gone forever. Um, but yeah, companies have historically done and like Kingdom a really... Hearts. Sorry? And Kingdom Hearts. Re- Kingdom really? Hearts as well? Yeah, the original Kingdom Hearts one. Um, when the remasters were first done on PlayStation 3, they had to be rebuilt from the ground up. Wow. Wow. See that kind of thing. That like that's a highly influential game, and the original source code's just gone. Mm. 
Oh, there you go. But yeah, um, more companies need to do this. Yeah, like, it's good to see that Pokemon uh, are starting to maintain its own internal archive, and hopefully, more companies that have such a huge impact on society mm. um, do this, follow in their footsteps. But I mean, it boggles my mind. Nintendo hasn't done it. It's Nintendo. Like, yes, it is weird. Well, they, you know, they could charge people to go in there. They exactly. <laughs> But, like, Nintendo has that rich history of, like, we've talked about it and shown it many times on here. Like, Nintendo have their toys as well. Yeah. And some of that stuff you just can't get anymore because no. it was cheap stuff that came on a blister pack that was hanging up in stores. Like, uh, again, on Instagram, if you don't follow them already and you're a Nintendo fan, follow Nintendo Blueprint. Uh, the guy's uh, toy collection is amazing, the sort of stuff he has. I was talking to him the other day and just he, uh, I put one of the pictures up of, of something I got. And he made a comment on it, and I said, oh, I assume you have this. And he goes, no, you've got quite a lot that I don't have, because he focuses on the game, uh, on the, really? the toys, whereas I focus more on the games. And yeah. it's only because I don't have the toys available here, otherwise I'd be <coughs> collecting them me. like anything. Uh, but yeah, even Sony, you've got money. Like, preserve your history. Speaking of history. Yes. And things that are older. Me. Things that have been, yeah, me too. Yep, we're old. And preserving them. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that comes at a price. Sometimes it's harder than it should be. And these mm. are some of the problems that we have with retro gaming. Yep. Am yep. I right? We've got many problems with retro gaming. Um, not the games themselves. Not like the games itself. What the retro gaming uh, community is becoming or has become and the frustration that uh, is resulting because of it. So I've got here a couple of points that Floppy and I are going to go through, and Anto's going to chip in with his ideas as well, because we're all retro gamers. Let's just say these are not... These are generalisation sort of things too. This is not aimed at everyone or ev the whole retro gaming community. This is problems that pop up within. Yes, yeah. And why it, it's frustrating collecting retro games. Uh, if you are in the live chat now on twitch.tv backslash hack the dino, feel free to chip in some points that you agree or disagree with or have problems yourself, and Anto will read them out as he reads them. Right, Anto? <laughs> what? Anto? Anto. 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 Yeah, that's Anto's me. in the live chat and is going to be uh, popping up and reading any, uh, any thoughts or queries that our lovely live Twitch stream have. Oh, as for we sure. Discuss. And uh, any. Uh any kind of call-outs that we might get, um, I will promptly be blocking the people who do it. <laughs> Excellent. That's, that's what we like to hear. No, that's Censorship. No, nah, no censorship here. We'll just have a Bayonetta 3-style family-friendly mode. All right. Uh, so first up, nostalgia. Uh, everyone wants things they had as a kid or oh. wanted as a kid. Without knowledge of what it is, they sometimes buy things more than what they are actually worth, which drives the prices up. And a lot of resellers, which we'll get into in a little bit, actually rely Feed on this. On that. Yeah. Um, I have seen uh, a place in Adelaide that I will not name, but a, uh, an original Super Mario Brothers boxed. Mm -hmm. So the original NES game, which there were millions of copies made because it came as a free pack in for the NES, which was one of the best-selling consoles of all time at a, uh, a certain point. Uh, selling it for $450. Now, this isn't a five-screw first run. This is just your vanilla Super Mario Brothers. They are selling it for $450. I don't know if it is a, a conscious decision or they just assume... Like, you can sell whatever you want for whatever you think it's worth. That's not the problem. Mm. The problem, I think, comes when people put huge prices like this on... And people buy it. And people buy it. Worth. And yeah. then that becomes the norm. That's what starts to drive prices up. And that's, that's something that really needs to be tackled, mm. I think. Uh, Floppy, what's another uh, uh, 
problem with retro gaming. Well, prices in general. So things get rarer uh, when they're not made anymore. That's just that's how it works. Uh, as things get more sought after, the price goes up. Not so much the issue, but some prices are, are like absolutely ridiculous. Mm. Like so, things like uh, Pokemon games, for example. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chrono Trigger mm. for another one. What, what's Chrono Trigger sitting at that moment? Okay, so I had the opportunity to buy a Chrono Trigger a couple of years back for $500 and I passed on it. Uh, this was complete in a box. What's it going to cost you now? Uh, you're looking at $700 to $1,200. So it's gone up again. Yeah, it just keeps going up and up and up because uh, it's not being re-released anywhere. Even the DS versions are now in one or two hundred dollars. I got um, that. I got the DS version. I bought it new for mm. like fifty or sixty bucks. Bargain, absolute bargain. Uh, Pokemon games as well. These games aren't made anymore, uh, and people want them again because of the nostalgia. Again, it's the most popular mm. franchise in the world. Uh, as the generations age, uh, a new round of childhood uh, memorabilia becomes most wanted and sought after. With the Pokemon games, it's usually the third and the least selling of the two titles. So obviously, whenever they launch a Pokemon game, for example, Gold and Silver, the third one that came out you know, six months later was Crystal. Uh, Crystal was important though because Crystal was the first time you could play as a female protagonist. Um, and that game, that's the most expensive mainstream game at the moment. And that goes for about $400, $500 complete wow. in box. Uh, the card itself goes for one or two hundred dollars. That's crazy. It is absolutely ridiculous, and this is you know the, the prices are just uh, out of out of this ballpark for anyone who actually wants to collect it for the collection. Yeah, uh, much, and, to, and two. I was just going to say, how much do you think my copy of Pokemon Vietnamese Crystal would go for? Priceless. It belongs Priceless. in a museum. Priceless is in none of us would pay for it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What about investors, Ben? Yeah, so I was going to touch on this uh, as I was leading into that last little rant. Um, People who see it as an investment. So yes, my collection is an investment, but ideally, uh, and I'll touch on this a little bit later, in an ideal world when I'm super rich, I would open a museum and all my stuff would go into the museum for other people to see and enjoy Mm. and appreciate. Play, Uh, open. Don't you dare. <laughs> It'll be all behind steel bars and perspex cages. It'll be like the Mona Lisa. It'll be crowds of people just going, oh, look at that little... Yeah, anyway. Yeah. Oh, penis. Um, <laughs> That's what, what you're saying, saying is that, look at that your museum is going to feature a bunch of reproductions hung up on the wall and, and the actual real stuff is going to be hidden away in a secure vault underneath the museum. Correct. Okay. 100%. <laughs> uh, so... These, I'm talking about the investors, those who buy it, not to sell it, not to have it as part of the collection, but to hold on to it for when the price goes up and then sell it at a maximum. And again, it's your property. You can do whatever you like. You can sell it for whatever you like. But just have a little bit of respect for people who actually really want it for their collection. The ones that get me are the ones who pre-order things and then before they've re- the things even released are selling their pre-order online for triple, quadruple yeah. the price. Well, it's if the you problem- don't want it, Don't buy it. It's the whole PS5 and Xbox Series X thing. Like, people were using bots to buy these things en masse. Just to sell them. Just to sell them. At Uh, a higher price. And it's it's not even the the retro gaming thing now. We're talking about anything that's collectible. Yeah. Good luck trying to get anything that you want. Uh, We're a little bit luckier here in Australia in that you if you have connections uh, and you can find out when pre-orders are going live, you have a better chance of actually snaring uh, one of these things. But... Retro games, forget about it. Uh, especially those who uh, sell Super Mario 64 for $4.5 million or whatever it is and it's just blatantly a, a money laundering scheme mm. because it's not worth that at all. 
But yes. But uh, you want to talk about our favourite people, Floppy? Resellers. <laughs> yeah. I have a special place in my heart for resellers. Yeah, Just is it the, the cholesterol bit? It's the cholesterol bit. It's the part that kills you. <laughs> uh, look, there is nothing wrong with selling on your own property. No. That's, that's fine. You yep. buy something, you have it, you don't want it anymore, or you feel like you've, you've played it enough, you, you would like to see it go to someone else who's going to appreciate it more, and you can make some money off it. That's great. Mm. Do it. Yep. We all do. Uh, but buying a game for cheap that you see maybe in the wild, uh, that's maybe been priced really low, mm-hmm. and then possibly arguing down a price as well to inflate it over, let's say, 200%, that's double your money, or more than that, is, look, it's dirty. Mm. It means someone else who may actually want that game misses out on getting it at a decent price. They're now paying two, three, four hundred percent for it. There, instead of you know the the nice bargain that they could have had. Uh, this goes for pawn shops and thrift stores. They're uh, the worst. They're ones. the worst ones because they just see a brand name. Yep. And they will jack up the price. They'll quite often check eBay prices, look at what people are asking for it, not what it's sold for, mm. and jack up. And then unassuming people who come in and don't particularly know see a thing that they had when they were a kid. Went, oh, I'd love to own that again. Man, I can't believe it's four hundred bucks. I guess I'll buy it though. Or probs could have got it for twenty. I've got that at home. Go home, put it up on eBay for four hundred bucks because it was selling it, or someone yeah. was asking it at the local pawn shop for four hundred bucks. So and then, it. of course, that adds to the listing. So then the pawn shop goes and says, "Oh, there's two here for four hundred dollars. So I might be able to get might that. make mine five. Um, so yeah, it sounds like sour grapes a bit, and I guess in a little way it is because when I was collecting Nintendo when I was a kid uh, in my teenagers, you know, I got a NES for ten bucks, um, mm. and. That was because I was collecting. I was a collector. I know a lot of people who are collectors. I know a lot of people who are reselling. I resell stuff, but I don't buy stuff necessarily just to resell. Unless it's a Pokemon game for 20 bucks. And you do that because uh, you're a hypocrite. I and think you preemptively called that out because of Floppy's facial expression. <laughs> well, as I, was, as I was leaving my mouth, I saw Floppy put his hand over his mouth. I went, oh yeah, shit. <laughs> the lucky we didn't bring up any personas. <sighs> <laughs> So what we're saying is uh, number six on this list is sitting right here. I sold them for under what they were worth. Okay. I still got a good deal out of it. You got a very good deal. I sold them to pay for my glass cabinet for my Ninja Turtle figures. Yeah. What was the the math? It was like 4,000% profit. (laughs) That's not important. Uh, All that's important. (laughs) But the people who bought it were actually really appreciative because I, I didn't charge, you know, the $500 for what they were worth. You know, I charged 300 because I'm a nice guy. <laughs> what a prick. What an absolute hypocrite I am. Um, <laughs> Glad you called it out. No, no, it's deservedly so. As I said, we've all, well, I've done this clearly. Hmm. Um, but I don't make it my job to go out, hunt things down. And it becomes a little bit more desperate then when people do make it their job or like their yeah, full-time occupation. quite sad, actually. Um, um, I, I put it out there. I, don't th- I never buy anything unless I intend to keep it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I do sell on things that I've had, say, th- that I've bought through bulk lots. Where yes. I've bought bulk lots of things and or I'll keep what I want and then resell other stuff. You, find, you have a cart of something and you, you find a box copy and you yeah. upgrade. Yeah, so I'll you upgrade. sell on the other one. Mm. Like, there's not a problem selling... So my general rule is when I'm reselling something mm-hmm. is the median eBay sold price less 20%. Yeah, I generally sell it for less. It seems to be 
just looking at the chat, there seems to be a general consensus about a few things that have been talked about, like specifically op shops and retro video games. It's very hit and miss. It's either, you know, you find it for two bucks or you find it for 1200. Mm. Um, Game Boy Dad has just pointed out as well that realistically, if you've got a double, no one's going to not try and make a profit off exactly. of something. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but it's when it's done all the time. Yeah, when it's done like... I'm, I'm going to use the term maliciously. Like, yeah. if you're running around to every EB Games you can find with 12 different accounts and pre-ordering all the Pokemon cards you can to sell on, you're a douche. Yeah, you're not There's, giving anyone the opportunity. You're not even a douche. A douche is just an idiot. Yeah, just you trying, to, trying to keep it PG. <laughs> and I will say as well, when I do resell things, I am very open to negotiations. <laughs> like, so, again... We're going to have some chats afterwards and i got some negotiations for you. <laughs> Nothing in that room is for sale. Oh, I was going to trade. Yeah. <laughs> or um, trade. I just wanted to point out as well, very quickly, like, I don't have a huge amount to add on what we've touched on already regarding, like, price gouging and, and reselling and stuff. But, like, just about uh, the investment thing. Like, there's a different form of investment. And, like, you've got people who go out to buy to make money in that kind of sense. And then you've got rooms like the one i'm currently sat in where like it's emotional investment mm. this is you know this is ben's childhood teenage life adult life this is a a huge part of who you are i started collecting nintendo stuff from when i was 12 years old exactly so that collection is at least you know 20 years old yeah <laughs> Uh, <laughs> just trying to avoid saying how old you are. Yep. <laughs> uh, so like that—that that is literally a lifetime there. Mm. Like that, and, and my mm. comics that I collected at a similar age. Like, it, it, I don't know what I'm trying to say. Uh, so I'll just move on to the next one. Next one. Uh, so when it comes time to sell your collection, now I don't think I ever will sell my collection. As I said, my idea is that I eventually want to open up a museum and have it there for other people to enjoy. Uh, enjoy Nintendo history and seeing all these things from my childhood and sharing that. Um, if that doesn't happen, I will probably keep it until I shuffle off this model coil and then it's my daughter's problem. We'll help her. <laughs> well, see, I actually had this talk with uh, the partner of one of my friends who also has a massive game collection and she was saying, I just don't know what would happen if anything happened to him with what would happen to that collection. Just clear by any chance. <laughs> no. no. Uh, and uh, I just said, well, first thing you do is you would call me and I would help you out. Uh, and then I spoke to my friend about it and, and said that we had that conversation. Uh, and the first thing he says is go, yeah, well, after you've taken everything you want. And That's I went, what? 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 You were like, what? what? Okay. Yeah, we knew. Sure. Um, but I mean, you brought it up, not me. <laughs> you know, his, his point of view is that, it, well, his exact words were, I'll be dead. I don't give a shit. Um, and I said, yeah, but like, I'm assuming you would want your partner to be taken care of. And a lot of the, what you have there would be worth, worth money a fair bit. Yeah. in order to take care of. So what you can do then, if that is the case, do you sell it all individually and spend a long, long time trying to maximize your profit? Or do you sell it as a bulk lot yes. and get rid of it all? Like, I would suggest if, if for any partners that were doing it, would you break it up into small bulk lots? Hmm. Yeah. You know, so, for, for example, my collection ranges over quite a number of different consoles and things like that. I, if I would probably, well, first of all, I'd leave it all to my kids. 
But if they wanted to get rid of it, I would say sell off the Wii stuff as the Wii things and the PlayStation stuff as the PlayStation stuff. Well, see, I've only got one kid and I've told her, like, yeah, this is your problem when I'm gone. This is your problem. <laughs> um, and she's gone, oh, yeah, I'll just sell it all. And I go, that's fine. It, it's, it's up to you. We're but there is a house deposit in there. I think Floppy's just had a look at the chat and noticed a comment that I was about to call out, but I'll, I'll throw it your From way. From Ulrich? Yep. Chef Ulrich has a problem there. Problem with selling your collection is trying to balance uh, monetary investment versus emotional investment. Absolutely. So, so what does it mean to your children? This is something that their their parent or you know maybe it's your brother or your sister or your love your loved one has collected and has meant something to them. Therefore, is going to translate to some form of meaning to you. Yeah. Uh, well, all I've said to Parker is the only thing I want her to keep ideally is my original Super Mario Brothers, which I have an acrylic case up there because that's the game that's responsible for me loving Nintendo. Mm. Um, you know, there's, there's nothing special about it. It's just my original game, mm. the very first Nintendo game I ever played. And I said, look, that game means a lot to me. I'd appreciate it if you kept that one game. And she goes, oh, I'll keep that and I'll keep your original console. And she'll use it to stack newspapers. Yeah, or yeah, whatever. But See, like, like, the other stuff. Like, I feel like... Um, Obviously, my perspective is a bit different because I don't have any children. Um, but like for similar reasons, like I've got certain video games I we were talking about a few days ago when I said to you guys, "Do you want any of my GameCube stuff?" There are certain titles in there that I'm still really conflicted on because I've got some really good memories of playing them with like childhood friends, or you know, Ooh. even though I don't talk to them much anymore, my siblings. Um, and you know, that stuff's really hard to balance whether or not it's worth selling instead of keeping and See, having the option to play that stuff. It's almost like Voldemort, like a little bit of your soul goes into these things. I was just about to say something similar. You yeah. know that episode the of Simpsons Rucks where Bart sells his soul Hawk to Millhouse? Yeah. Like, I feel like if someone were to say to me, like, which one of these things would you stake yourself on? I'd be like, okay, cool. Sharpie on copy of Final Fantasy VII, Ant's soul, don't get rid of. Mm. That's, that's how I feel about some of my stuff. Like, if you were to get rid of that... My very first yeah. Ocarina of Time con uh, cartridge... I got secondhand from a movie land, which is an old video rental place. Uh, and it has got movie land engraved on it. The stickers on there, it's beat up to hell, but it's got my hundred percent game on there. Mm. And that's the game that I played over and over again. And that is in a protective case and it's in my collection. Yeah. Like I've got a box copy and whatnot from later on, but it's those things that looking to someone who's coming along, they go, oh, I'll give you 50 bucks for it. Cause it's beat to hell. But because my save is on there, and my time went into yeah. that, playing with my friend. That's what I like. I will sit in my game room and just uh, have memories come flooding back when I look at something. Mm. Anyway, I'm, I'm going off topic. We've got one more thing. Yep. One more thing when you're talking about retrogramming and the problems that you can have is where do you stop? Which is a problem we all face. Yep. Most of us. So, Floppy, what, what's your specific uh, collection First of all, what's, let's go through what we should do. <laughs> okay. We, you should pick a lane and you stick to it. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, it becomes quite overwhelming and overbearing and relatively expensive. Uh, ben decided to only collect Nintendo. Yep. Uh, but was never going to collect box games or consoles. Nope. Has a lot of box games yep. and consoles. <laughs> do you know what my collection started out as? What did your start I wanted to collect uh, the, sort of the top, 10 must-have games from each console. Yep. That's what I started as. Mm -hmm. And when I say each console, I don't mean every console. I mean consoles that meant something to me. Yeah. So consoles you're not that the game.com. Like, no. You're not going to No, I, right, you know, I, don't need, um, I don't need the Atari 2600, for instance, because I don't give a rat's bollocks about it. Yep. 
Um, not saying that it's a bad console or it's it didn't console. have a, an amazing impact on the gaming history. But so that's what it started at. I'm currently sitting at about 1,200 games at home. <laughs> um, just on uh, a point that I didn't uh, mention just before. Mm-hmm. If you are uh, looking at um, having a big collection, mm-hmm. I highly recommend downloading the app that you recommended to me. Yeah, so I found an app on just on the Google Play Store mm-hmm. called uh, CLZ mm-hmm. Games. CLZ being short for collectors. Yep. Uh, which it uses the camera on your phone to scan the barcode and catalog everything, and it splits it into um, sub you know subdirectories for for each console and things like. That. It is amazing. It gives you a rough estimate on price, which is I think American prices anyway. Uh, it's hooked up to PriceCharting.com. Yeah, so there you go. Um, but it gives you a really nice little um, catalog to go through. So it also cuts down on buying things twice. Yep. And it uh, uh, gives, you, gives you like a gives you like a little IMDb page almost for every game. Yep. it's amazing. Yep, um, it is a subscription service, but they also have one for toys. They well, also not have when I one. bought it, it wasn't. Yeah, well, same. Uh, they also have one for toys. Also have one for comics and whatnot. Yeah, so books and everything. Yeah, movies. so all I've done is that. Uh, so both uh, my partner and my kid have my password to my phone. So if something does happen to me, I've told them just go Uh-oh. through this. Oh, pff, I don't care. I've got nothing to hide. I'm the boring old white guy. Like, you know what? I'm not even going to argue with that. They're going to go in there and go, "Oh wow, he's got pictures of Nintendo games." Whoa! <laughs> God, this guy's got so many pictures of nin- Ninja Turtles. And what is that O penis? Um, <laughs> yeah, sticking to a lane. My lane was Nintendo, and I've I, I started to veer off. Because I was getting good deals, like someone would sell me a bunch, and I'd like there'd be a Sega Master System there or a Mega Drive, so I'd start, and it's like you don't even like Sega. Why are you wasting your time with this? So mm. I'd move them on, mm-hmm. um, mainly swap them with King Kaiju in order to get Nintendo stuff that I actually want. <laughs> Andrew, what about your collection? Um, my collection's gone through a couple of different forms since I turned probably eighteen or so. Um, so like four years ago. Well, no, this is Antu, so, oh. like, you know, uh, about four, <laughs> month, four minutes ago. Four minutes just, just for sake of argument, I'm accessing Anto's memories, not Antu's memories. Yeah, fair enough. Done. <laughs> From the cloud. Um, so my first collection was <laughs> a, a mishmash <laughs> of everything. So I had um, Nintendo, N64, PlayStation 1, PlayStation 2, Xbox, Dreamcast, like a whole bunch of stuff. And I stupidly uh, sold pretty much all of it. Um, Do you regret that? Yes, a lot of it I do regret because there was a lot of it that I found very hard to replace. Mm. Um, Not necessarily because it's not available, just because fiscally it's very hard. Um, Up until about maybe, I think it was two shows ago where I told you guys, like, my collection is specifically going to be the stuff I love. Yeah. Um, It was, you know, just, again, uh, stuff that I bought and either had never played and didn't eventually realized you know i I had no intention of playing um i fell into the trap of you know these games sell millions of copies or people say they're wonderful or amazing people say i should have it so i will yeah people say i should have it so i'll get it and i found i had more games that i hadn't played and didn't want to than i was playing yeah so again maybe about a month ago i made a decision like i'm just going to collect specifically Final Fantasy stuff, um, Sonic stuff, in order to have a collection to display. And if I find anything else that's interesting or fun along the way, I'll play it and buy it, but it's it's not going to maybe stay forever kind of thing, unless mm. it really hits, hits like a... lodges itself into my chest kind of thing. You're probably the most disciplined collector 
that I've come across. <laughs> well, no, that's, that's, that's a massive uh, compliment. We by all the way. start off disciplined. But uh, no, now. I never started off that disciplined. I had an idea, never stuck to it. Um, but it's actually prompted me to begin culling down my collection a little bit. Mm. So I'm actually going through sort of. Um, Genre by genre, or console by console, and taking out the things that I really are only there because I was able to pick them up. So, like going through my GameCube collection, and which is you know decent at the moment. Um, I was like, oh, you know, I bought a bulk lot of GameCube games, so I must keep the NFL one, which I have. I don't. Why do I need that? I'm never going to play it. Yeah, we were talking about I've how got, I got given Catwoman on the GameCube. Yeah, <laughs> I've got I've got Animal Crossing there. I hate Animal Crossing. Why, am I, why have I got it? You should just give it to me. Trade it you. All right, for, for one of my other two copies of Animal Crossing? No. <laughs> why would you want a third copy of Animal Crossing? Because he needs to have it all. No, because it's a first-party property Nintendo thing. Yeah. He'll trade it for Nintendo. Twin Snakes. No, I'll no. trade you for Resident Evil 4 Collector's <laughs> Edition. No. We've been hacked the Dino. Dino. This has been our gaming cast. And uh, when we don't preemptively end the stream, <laughs> we do other things. Floppy, what do you do? Uh, I have a little page on Instagram called Floppy Plays Games. And Floppy also sometimes posts some of the things that he bought, which you forgot to do today. Good. Yeah. One of the things I got recently, actually, over the last couple of weeks, was I got my, one of my Grail items for the NES, mm-hmm. of which I only got a NES this year. Anus. You were there. You got an anus. Yes. And I got... How's the anus treating you? It's wonderfully. Yeah? Yeah. Never skips a beat. You just slot things right in there? Absolutely. Yep. Sometimes take them out and blow on them. Play a good time? Uh, I, got, I got the Legend of Zelda on NES. Which Anus. I was very, very happy with. You played it yet? Uh, I haven't played it yet, but I am going to. It's basically Breath of the Wild. I have got uh, graph paper aside mm-hmm. to be able to draw my map. I'm going to do it old oh, school. Did I, did I tell you about uh, yeah, you found my guide? With a ma- with a yeah, map. just for those of you who haven't heard this story, I'll repeat it again. When I was in Japan, I picked up a Japanese guide for uh, uh, The Adventure of Link the second Zelda game on the NES. And uh, when I was looking through it, it still had the graph paper in there. Someone had draw, hand-drawn their map, <laughs> some Japanese kid, and then sold it with it tucked in. It was just really, really cool. Anyway, uh, continue. Uh, yeah, I've also picked up today, which hasn't made it onto my Instagram page, I picked up uh, Shredder's Revenge and Xenoblade Chronicles 3, which I'm very excited to dig into, both of them. Have you played the other Xenoblade games? Yes. They, yeah, I have one, time. two, and I have the expansion for two as well. Yeah, look, if you are into those things, they're a great time. Mm. I really like them. I like the, I like the really cringy um, Japanese-style animation and English voices. <laughs> I think they're funny. That was right. hilarious. I just want to be a driver, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> what? It's so good. I just want to quickly mention... Uh, Townsley's just put in the chat, he bought a Wii game not long ago that had a note inside... From a kid who was asking his mum politely if he could stop being grounded. It's <laughs> <laughs> fantastic. That's really precious. Yeah, it's dead. It's lovely. I... That got dark. Mm. What do you do, Ben? Me? Yeah. Uh, other stuff that I'll talk about after Anto has okay. talked about what he does. Oh, Anto? I'm going first, am I? Yeah, why not? Cool. Well, um, I recently started a page called Final Fantasy because Final Fant don't, with a capital A and T was mm. taken. Take. Oh. I still don't get that. I started out saying I, I, bad game arts with an S because bad game art was already taken. And now Anto's just stolen that catchphrase. Oh, they haven't stolen it. Words on fanto- copyrighted he's, property. He's, he's taken my byline. <laughs> I don't feel like byline. he has. It, it 
very much is. I'm very attached. I think it is similar, but legally different enough from. It's not. No, there's there's no there's no uh, uh, whatever that law is. It's that's like, not happening. No, no. It's like loaded weapon and lethal weapon. They're similar but different. I'm the good movie and Anto's the joke. Gotcha. Right. Sure. Wait, what? <laughs> anyway, what do you, what do you what, what's that? Uh, yeah. So yeah, it's just a Final Fantasy collection appreciation page, I guess. Um, to keep in line with the running joke, I guess, this is my 12th copy of Final Fantasy VII, <laughs> the big box PC version, um, and just a whole bunch of other stuff. Can uh, I say, most I think of you it, take the best photos. Now, very nice photos. Oh, thank you. It's amazing what an iPhone can do for you when you have no photography skill. <laughs> Mine are literally sitting on my floor. Mine are on my... Uh, arcade cab. Arcade cabinet with my games in the background. Yeah, that'll do. Um, but yeah, most of this, uh, I say most of it, uh, one, two, I think three or so of these are provided by Floppy. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, but yeah, this is basically it. My personal Instagram is not really used much. Um, well, yeah, my like personal Final Instagram Fantasy? is used a lot because it's an insurance record for all the stuff that I collect. So you can find <laughs> it over there on Instagram at Mr. Benjamin. Uh, I've just been posting some things. Uh, there's that Buster Move uh, uh, 2 the arcade edition that uh, I was talking about uh, previously. Uh, that's, that's a good old game. I got $15. Goes, game traders sticker off there. Uh, oh, you, you, no, that's part of the history. That, that's how much someone paid for it and not how much I paid for it. Uh, and there's other things as well. I've, I've just been going through my collection. Uh, yeah, you can see the Naruto SP there. I'm wondering what that was. Uh, I got that from Japan again, about twenty bucks uh, in a, Recent, a secondhand shop in Japan. Oh, is this an time. old thing that you yeah, haven't sort of posted yeah, yeah, before? Yeah, 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 yeah I'm okay. just reposting things in order to try and break that. Th- I'm on nine hundred and ninety-six followers, and like it, it keeps going up and down, and it's infuriating me. I just can't get to that <laughs> thousand, and it's really come on. So everyone out there, follow him up till nine hundred ninety-nine, <laughs> and then periodically, and then and then periodically yeah, just come dip back off. and drop off. Yep. Uh, I've got some other things on there as well. Something I did get is that, uh, not to do with uh, comics, but uh, sorry, not to do with games, but a comic, Amazing Spider-Man 42, which is the very first appearance of Mary Jane Watson. Oh. Yeah. So if you click across I didn't realize there, it Anto- took that long for MJ to get in there. Uh, was, it was an ongoing joke. So like she was always obscured because they were always, her aunt Anna and aunt May were always trying to set them up. Ah. And you never saw what she was, and like he always used to go. Oh. Is this the one where she rocked up and says like, "Hey, tiger" or something? You just hit the jackpot. Yeah. Yep. So if Anto clicks across on uh, that picture, you actually see that panel. There it is. Oh, there it is at the door. Hey, tiger! You just hit the jackpot. Or something. Yep. Face it, tiger. Face it, tiger. Yeah, Face I tiger. remember that. I remember reading that. Yeah. So uh, yeah, not bad for a fifty-year-old comic. Uh, and uh, oh, I got the final Wii that I needed for all my variants. So that was good. That was five dollars. That was a good time. Uh, all it is is the later model where the Wii logo was on the side and didn't have so any ports. It was the shittest Wii model. Yep, yep. But I paid five bucks for it, so nice. I'm, I'm pretty happy with that. But I also... Yes, Anto? I wouldn't say it's the worst Wii model, because the Wii Mini doesn't have Wi-Fi or any other tech in it. Correct. I've got the Wii Mini as well. Wii Mini? Did I say that right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, bad Game Arts. That's, I think what you uh, meant to say was you had a Mini Wii Wii. Good old bad game arts where I post all the worst art from video games uh, <laughs> in so the bad. 90s and 2000s. Uh, first up there, you can see Dragon's Curse. And I'm just sort of confused here why the dragon has armor on. Why does the dragon have armor on? I can tell you why. Why? Uh, it's because this particular version of it had a limited palette um, and they just changed certain parts instead of creating entirely new sprites. <laughs> wow. Wow. So the dragon... like. 
What gets me is, is the dragon's got it on its arm and its legs, but not its giant green belly. <laughs> that is real close some to that say, sword. Some would say the soft part. <laughs> the most vulnerable part is not taken up. Uh, next one, uh, Anto. I've, I've put a couple up this week because uh, I haven't the past couple. Uh, Devil Assault. Is so, that a tank? Yes. So uh, the tanks are the devil's biggest weakness. I, I think that was in the Bible, that if uh, the devil comes along, if you've got a tank... You're, Sherman you're tanks will... Him up. And I do like the fact that uh, uh, one of the commenters there has said uh, the devil feels like he wants a refund on those minions. Because yeah, look at him. One's like a ball with hands. It's like sort of like we draw as people <laughs> when you're a child. The other ones look like they're made out of Milo tins. Yeah, or Ned Kelly's. <laughs> uh, next one over there, Anto. We've got a thing that I put up. Oh, yeah, this is just an ad. Uh, and it's called, it just says D-Force, D-Force. Seek and Destroy. Uh, and uh, I quite often use my D-Force to D? seek and destroy. Well, when I was younger, I did. Really? Yep. Seek and destroy. Oh, God. Uh, next. Last one, I think. Oh, yeah. Finders Keepers. Now, what really got me weird here, weirded out here was how happy that uh, knight is to be holding that rather, rather phallic-looking sword. Or and how, how excited the mouse is <laughs> oh, yeah. to see him coming home with that phallic-looking sword. <laughs> Wow. Is he carrying like a tray of treasure or is it like someone's roast potatoes? I'm glad that's what you've focused in on. What? Something looks like a penis and I focus on it. Well, who would have thought? Uh, And two. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, uh, Bad Game Arts, head over there. Give give Mr. Benjamin a like on Instagram. Give Bad Game Arts a like on Instagram. Floppy Plays Games and and Final Fantasy. Uh, give them all a like, give them all a thumbs up, and while you're there, head on over to hackthedino.com. Be sure to get a, a, a review for us on Spotify. Give us the five stars. If you listen to this on Apple Podcasts, leave us a review. That would also be very, very nice. Um, and uh, uh, spot uh, the the YouTube. Spot the YouTube. Spot. Go, go to YouTube, spot it, find us, do, do the like, do the subscribe, do all that stuff that doesn't matter because like you know watch it too whatever have a laugh oh don't like i can't nah, blame you if you don't watch it just random spot a tube just spot. like well, i don't know what we're doing like we're just we're I'm, just uh i'm gonna go all right yeah that's fair <laughs> that's 